Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837, and FSP, dedicated to food service excellence. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, I've been saying during the season of Lent that the Church gives us some of the best readings in the Scripture. It's a very privileged time for us. And this Sunday of Lent is no exception. Our Gospel for today is Jesus' greatest parable, one of the greatest stories ever told, the parable of the prodigal son. I've often said that everything you need to know about the spiritual life, in one sense, is in this parable. So attending to it is very important for all of us. Listen to how it opens. A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the estate that's coming to me. A man had two sons. This is the great metaphor in the Bible for our relationship to God. God is like a father. God's like a mother, like a parent, and we are like the children of God. This is meant in the most radical sense possible. We have everything from God, everything we are, everything we have, every moment is from God. Our being, our life, our bodies, our breath, everything is from God. We are His children who participate in His life. What's God like? Like a father who gives and gives and gives. God's whole being is forgiving. When we receive the divine life as a gift, we're meant to give it away. There's the trick. There's the heart of the spiritual life. Everything else in some ways is commentary. What you receive as a gift, which is everything you have, give as a gift. More to it, when you do this, when you draw on the divine life and give it away, draw on it and give it away, the more you get. We exist in a kind of loop of grace. What's received is given. And when it's given, you receive more. Christians, we have our being, as it were, on the fly. Giving it away as we receive it. When we live in that relationship, we are in the right relationship with God. We are like children of this hyper-generous Father. Now, listen again to how the parable opens. The younger of these two sons said to his father, Give me my share of the estate that's coming to me. We are right back in the Garden of Eden. We're right back in the space of original sin. We're repeating what went wrong at the beginning. And listen, what continues to go wrong with us Give me my share that's coming to me. 
We have the divine life only on the fly. When we receive it as a gift and then we give it away. The whole thing breaks down the minute we say, it's mine. It's for me. Give it to me that I might have it. I cling to being and I lose my relationship to this hyper-generous Father. Notice, too, the brutality of this. Give me my share of the inheritance now. Well, when would you normally get your inheritance? When your father dies. In other words, this son is brutally insulting to his father. What he's saying is, would you hurry up and die? So we to God. I want to live on my terms, in my way. Let me have what I need for my purposes. Why don't you hurry up and get out of the way of my life? That's what we're saying to God. Then this wonderful, terrible moment, the father divided up the property. Christians, God respects our freedom. That's a wonderful truth. It's a terrible truth. God respects our freedom. You want to break relationship with me? You want your way out of the loop of grace? Okay, I'll let you go. He divides the property. Notice, please, this language now of separation, of division sets in. The son takes his property. And the Bible says he wanders off into the far country. The Greek behind that phrase is wonderful. He wanders into the Kora Makra, St. Luke says. That means the great, wide open, empty space. It's a great symbol. In his father's house, he has whatever he wants. In the loop of grace, he lives and lives and lives. Now, having clung to his own, having taken his property, he wanders into a trackless, empty space. And then it says he squandered his inheritance on riotous living. Of course he did. Christians, it's a basic biblical truth. Write it in your heart that when you cling to your being, you lose it. When you cling to your gifts and your talents, you lose them. You have them and they multiply only in the measure that you learn how to give them away. But when in this instinct of fear we cling to it and make it our own, we lose it. That's why Jesus says, you want your life? Give it away. You want to lose your life? Cling to it. That's the paradox. So here, this younger son wandering in the great empty open space, squanders this property which he had grasped from his father. Notice please that he is so desperate, he's so hungry, that he hires himself out to feed the pigs. There's a lot going on in that phrase. For a Jew of Jesus' time, to feed the pigs? You couldn't get any lower. These were unclean animals. He was so hungry, he longed to feed himself with this slop he was given to the pigs. That's how low he had gone. But I find more interesting that he had to 
hire himself out. What's it like in this far country, this great wide open space? It's not the place of giving. That's his father's house, it's the place of giving. In the wide open country, this empty place, there's only hiring and being hired. He falls into a purely economic relationship. Mine, yours, contracts, hiring, division. That's what happens when we wander away from the loop of grace. Coming to his senses at last, he says, how many hired hands at my father's place have more than enough to eat? And here I am, starving. Notice, please, even the slaves in his father's house have enough to eat because they're in this land of giving and receiving and giving again. He's wandered away. That's why he's starving. Even the hired hands have enough to eat. Here I am starving to death. I will go back to my father and say, Father, I've sinned against God and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your slaves. And off he goes. And that wonderful moment at the heart of the parable. The father sees him from a long way off. He must have been looking. When he catches sight of him, he runs down the hill. Now this is wonderful in the context of Jesus' time. For an old man, it was considered extremely undignified to run. An old man was someone who sat, like the patriarch of a family, like the grandfather. And young people came to him and showed reverence and obeisance and so on. For an old man to get up and run was unseemly. Well, throwing caution to the winds, throwing respectability to the winds, this old man runs down the hill. The Bible is the story not of our quest for God, as I've said a thousand times. The Bible is the story of God's relentless quest for us. What's always far more interesting than our desire for God is God's desire for us. The younger son runs away having insulted his father. Why don't you die and get out of my way? And yet, this father looks, and then when he sees, he runs toward him. So our God, who wants nothing more than to bring us back into the loop of grace. That's all God wants. And God will go to any ridiculous extreme to do it. The younger son begins his speech. You know, Father, I've sinned against God and against you. But the old man interrupts him. Quick, bring the ring and bring the robe and kill the fatted calf. He puts the ring on his finger. Powerful symbol. It's the ring of marriage, of connection, of relationship. What happened in the Garden of Eden is we were, this relationship was ruptured, broken. The marriage between us and God. Now it's restored as this younger son comes back to his father. Puts the robe on him, the robe of celebration, the robe of dignity. He's been included back into the divine life. At the very end of his career, Rembrandt did a wonderful painting of the scene. And it shows the father putting his arms around his younger son. And the light doesn't come from any source outside. 
the light seems to radiate right out from the Father himself. So it goes in the divine life. Now you know, the parable doesn't end here. You think, well, that's a nice ending. It doesn't. In some ways, we're just getting started. Because there's an older brother. He hears this celebration. What's going on? He asked one of the servants. Well, your brother's come back and your father's killed the fatted calf for him. Filled with resentment, the son refuses to come in. The father comes out. He pleads with him. Again, throwing dignity to the winds, he comes out and pleads with his older son. Come in and celebrate. And then we hear the older son speak. Listen. For years I've slaved for you. I never disobeyed any of your orders. Yet you never gave me so much as a kid goat to celebrate with my friends. Notice please, though they are superficially very different, the younger son ran away and squandered his father's inheritance on riotous living. And the older son stayed dutifully at home doing all he was told to do. Though they seem very different, they are in the same spiritual space because each one treats the father's love economically. I slave for you. I obeyed all your commands. He's caught none of his father's spirit. Slaving for him. He's not in the loop of grace, receiving and then giving joyfully. He's a slave trying to earn his father's love by his high moral achievement. Same spiritual space, same spiritual problem. Listen to the Father. My son, you're with me always. Everything I have is yours. That's what the Father says effectively to both sons. You don't realize everything I have is yours. I exist forgiving. Simply surrender to me. Receive what I want to give you. Give it away. And then you will live to the full. That's our Lenten lesson for today. God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. Most interment arrangements at the 42 Archdiocese of Chicago cemeteries are made through a pre-need plan. Your thoughtful planning today is economically prudent and contributes to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Catholic Cemeteries counselors are available at your convenience. For more information, call 708-449-6100. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837.